I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. I'm Maria Shaleos. Today we've been talking about self-care in a time of pandemic, but really self-care exists in all times and especially during difficult times. With me this morning has been Dr. Ann Pendo. She's the Senior Medical Director for Experience of Caring at Intermountain Healthcare. And Dr. Travis Mickelson, who is the Associate Medical Director for Mental Health Integration at Intermountain Healthcare. Uh, Travis and Anne, we've talked about teenagers, we've talked about adults, but young children, they need self-care as well. And I don't know who wants to start here, but what does that look like for a young child? Travis? Well, you know, as parents, we're spending a lot more time with our young kids, especially Monday through Friday than we had been. And I bet we all, if we didn't already, we are just loving those teachers out there. Um, (laughs) One of the things that I think is important for children and that happens so well in our schools is that uh, sense of of structure and routine. Kids just thrive in structure and routine. And the other thing that kids thrive in is experiencing praise for accomplishments and things that they are doing well. And teachers are so incredibly amazing at catching kids doing things the right way and really acknowledging those efforts. And so I think as parents, that would be a good thing for us to remember to, to, to do is, of course, we're going to find things that are frustrating with the way our kids are behaving, or maybe not they're not doing everything we'd like them to do as quickly as we'd like them to do it. But let's make sure we do catch them maybe even five times as often as we notice them doing things the wrong way, really capturing them and, and finding those opportunities to, to, to um, comment and acknowledge the, the positive work that they're doing. The other thing that kids uh, uh, really need in terms of their self-care is they need information. You know, kids are just, they're just like sponges. And so when a kid is afraid of something, one of the best, best things that we can do to help support them in their self-care is to give them good information. And so, you know, and again, our kids are going to be looking to us as parents to provide that information, just like they would their teacher when they're at school. So we're going to want to make sure that that information we're providing them is age appropriate and fits their developmental level. And we're also going to want to make sure in terms of information that we really help protect them with getting too much news and information because unfortunately the news and information we see on the on the tv is oftentimes uh not 
geared towards what's going well and what's positive in this world. And so we want to make sure that we limit uh, our kids' exposure to, to that. The other thing that I think all kids thrive in in terms of self-care is play. Kids are playful, and uh, kids need to have opportunities to be playful. And uh, so making sure that they can be outside, just playing hard. And if, if you as a parent are wanting to find some way of connecting with your child, go outside and play a game with them. They would absolutely love that, whether it's throwing the ball around or playing hide-and-seek. Um, kids would just love to be able to play outside with their with their parents. And what are some of the, the reasons? I- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to, to make an, uh, another pitch for pediatricians because, again, pediatricians are so valuable in, in our families' lives, in our, our kids' lives. These are, these are the, the ph- physicians that have been with our kids since they were born, and they really know our kids well and know our families well. And there are going to be some times when our kids are not going to be listening to us as parents like we'd like them to. You know, Anne is one of the wisest people I know, but I bet some of that wise information that she gave to her daughter wasn't actually heard and listen to, but I bet if her daughter would have heard that information from a teacher or from her pediatrician, it might have been heard and actually absorbed. And so this is one of the great values of both teachers and pediatricians is that we can oftentimes give that same information that us as parents know, but you know, it's oftentimes who's giving that information. And so again, I want to make sure that our families realize that their pediatricians are in clinic, they are able to to still do check-ins with with our kids and our and our teenagers. They're still as, as available as they always have been. And before I, get, I let you kind of list the resources that parents have to turn to if they need some extra support, I just want to know what you believe that we can take away from what we're experiencing right now. What are some of the positive takeaways that hopefully will help us improve our resilience, our self-care moving forward? One of the most important things that I've observed during this time is us talking about our feelings and the importance of our emotional health and self-care. And those are not things that were top of mind or thought to be as important as they are before. So this opportunity to spend time having these types of conversations, I think, is really important. And I, I believe that as we go forward, this will become really just the way we interact in our world and with each other. And Travis, what do you think some of the resources are? Where should parents turn if they do need some extra help? I would like to make sure that everyone knows about our Emotional Health Relief Hotline. And the phone number is 833-442-2211. This is an amazing program that was brought together in just a matter of days to weeks. And it has involved uh, literally about 100 of us within Intermountain's healthcare system, the University of Utah, county mental health systems, community programs. It is the largest, most coordinated, collaborative effort that I've ever seen happen in this state. And it's just amazing that we've been able to get this set up. This is a hotline that is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. 
anyone can call this phone number and not only will you get uh, some support on the on the line in the moment but also some help with navigating what resources would would be best for you whether it's an adult a teenager a child whether you are an employee at Intermountain or through the University of Utah um, really anyone in the state has access to this free resource better give that number one more time Travis I'd be happy to it's 833 442 2211. And I'd like to also give the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline one more time, 1-800-273-8255. Thank you so much to both of you for joining us today. You're so welcome. Thank you, Maria.